Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Trey, I want you to take us back to your youth as you were a freshman at the University of Arkansas from Sheridan, Arkansas, all the way uh -huh. <laughs> to the point that you at hogsports.com were assuming the responsibilities of covering Arkansas football and basketball. Name an atmosphere that came close to that last night in your long tenure with the University of Arkansas. For basketball? Hmm. Basketball. I mean, most recently, I would say, you know, the Kentucky game where John Calipari got tossed out, that was that was pretty wild. Um, I don't know. There's been some great ones, but, that I mean, that Auburn game in 99 would have to be up there. It's kind of weird that, you know, you don't think Auburn basketball is a powerhouse and, you know, maybe two of the best environments that they've had in there have been against Auburn. Um, you know, a number one and a number two teams, both Arkansas wins. So uh, it would be hard for me to put my finger on one. It, it's interesting because I uh, was a freshman in the, the fall semester of 96, and that's really when Arkansas basketball started turning the wrong way. <laughs> I mean, 94, 95, you know, you just, you can't wait to get up to Fayetteville and think about all the games and stuff. And then uh, when I get up there, it starts uh, trending the wrong direction. But uh, it's probably it's probably 99 Auburn game. The reason why I said that, because we talk about sustain, sustained activities, sustained play by the players. That was sustained cheering mm -hmm. uh, for 45 minutes. Uh, 40 Everybody minutes was standing regulation. up. Yeah. yeah, everybody was standing up, and um, you can, I mean, the fans deserve to rush the court. I know there's been some controversy over whether or not they should have, but, I mean, the fans deserve to, to be agree. on the court after With the game. With no fine. They shouldn't be fined for it. They, they, i got to imagine there's some – because it goes to a charity, right? Yeah, So that's surely fine. there's at least some type of write-off or something – from By the university. athletic department, I mean, university department—they're a, a nonprofit. The fact, you know, they're so it doesn't make any difference. Yeah, you're right. They shouldn't be fined right. for that. You know, as I was they sharing will earlier, be. The, <laughs> oh, they will. They've already been hit yeah. two hundred fifty thousand dollars. But I was yeah. sharing earlier, Trey, the players reveled in it. ESPN talked about how great it was. Mm -hmm. I listened to the game, so I never heard the ESPN announcers. But uh, but when it was over, I did turn on and heard briefly their comments right before they went to the next game. The announcers on the next game said, how are we going to top that scene? How are we going to top that game at Bud Walton Arena, the celebration that's going on? Hmm. Everybody thought it was great, except somebody that hands you a fine. Yeah. Well, you know, there were a, a ton of injuries, right? None. People getting trampled. None that we know I haven't, of. I haven't heard of anybody getting trampled at these, you know, no. these rushing the field things. And that was one of the, I mean, when all this started, you started, you know, with with rushing the field, you started hearing, you know, there were like soccer matches and stuff like that where people were getting crushed. 
um, you know, by people trying to come down and, you know, and storm the field um, and not being allowed to. I think that if you do it organized, and I can remember like the uh, the LSU game in uh, 2017. Yeah. Um, I can remember the ushers turning around and kind of giving a signal, like waving them by. You know, let's yeah. do this organized. Um, you know, let's do it safely. So in that sense, it feels like, you know, if nobody's getting hurt doing it, what is what is what is the reason for the big fine? I agree. I mean, I haven't heard of it, and I, I've seen you know teams storm the field for a number of different things. Arkansas right. stormed the field in '17, stormed the field against Texas, yeah. stormed the field here against Auburn. Are people people aren't getting injured? No. <laughs> no. If you, is, if you hey, can protect the players, then they did a great job of that. They did a great job of getting all the players opposing out. players. Yes. They did. I a mean, great even job. even Connor Vanover got lost in that, you know, last night. All seven foot three, but I I don't know if this was something that was over, I overheard off of television or whatever it may have been, but it was make sure the Auburn players, the visiting players, get them safely off the floor, and I yeah. think that happened easily. They did. And, they did a great job. And uh, from that point forward, as you said, Trey, everything. I mean, it was it was orderly. It looked like if you want to call such a thing as storming the floor orderly. But yeah. it looked like it was orderly. I mean, you weren't. Yeah, I think the know, only Auburn player. each other down to get out there. I think the only Auburn player that was uh, in danger of getting injured after the buzzer went off was the guy that ran underneath Devo, um, which I don't know what he was thinking. But, well, that's uh, why he hung on the rim, too. Yeah, he's on everybody's. Uh, I mean, he'll be on people's backboard or uh, uh, desktop on their computers <laughs> for years. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking, but, uh, you know. Uh, I agree. I mean, it's not like it happens that often. There are a few select no. moments here and there. You know, Arkansas football, hey, we're back. You know, just beat Texas in a, a you know, end of 17 game SEC losing streak against LSU. It's not like there are a lot of a whole lot of instances for storming the court. A quarter of a million dollars is pretty hefty fine. Yes, it is. Well, because that's the third time. Right. And it's but, and for him here on out. That's right. Yeah. It's a quarter yeah. million. Yeah. Every time but you, you got to admit, now, Hunter Urechek did not mind the Texas thing. I saw where he made no comment after last night. But you got to tell me, you can't tell me he didn't mind seeing that. And, again, just think about Well, he put a tweet out that said priceless. Yeah. Think he put about a tweet the, out that, that had him, that what, said what priceless you, on, you know, the two storming the field and the court. Okay. So you spend $250,000 on the court. What would you spend in recruiting the guys that are going to see that and that impacts them probably as much as anything that they'll ever see in Arkansas basketball. Yeah. That's Arkansas is one of the biggest spenders in the country in recruiting. Well, you can put that to your recruiting budget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Musselman may argue that. <laughs> That's right. Now, it, uh, there, there was a level of excitement that it's been a while I mean, if you have to go back to 1999, I realize the place exploded. Uh, I remember distinctly when Michael Qualls with that offside yeah. slam that wins the game against Kentucky. The place went crazy. That was 45 was minutes. That was 45 yeah. minutes. And really, if you want to count all the time the students were outside, camped out, 
I'm not sure you can really add that. I mean, they weren't going crazy. But to watch Mike Neighbors, even Eric Musselman got involved passing out food. Sissy's uh, or mm-hmm. Sassy's got involved, and, and other eating establishments got involved feeding those kids out there. And, um, I mean, it's just a, it, was a, it was a tailgate carnival atmosphere that, uh, again, it, it took the number one team in the country at that moment. It took Auburn to do that. And I was saying to Rick earlier, Trey, that by benefit of going into overtime and even through overtime, taking it all the way down to maybe the final 10 seconds or so, uh, where the game finally you could kind of breathe again. Yeah. But, um, I mean, you kept the crowd intact. No one left early. I'm not going to beat the traffic. I'm going to beat the traffic. I'm getting out of here. No, you're not going to do that. I mean, you, uh, you hang around to see the finish. And that brought about, uh, yeah. I think, also a rushing the court. I mean, That's probably the one thing the I can't understand that fans do. I can't oh, understand fans early. making all the effort to get to the game and then oh. trying to get out and beat the traffic before the game ends. I see it every single time. It just blows my mind just to just to save a few minutes. I mean, I don't, I don't get it. Hey, I think it's also interesting how much discussion there was prior to this game these last few weeks about all the things that need to be done to enhance the experience at Bud Walton Arena, all the things that need to change with – where the students sit and all that kind of stuff. Really, you just need to have big games. That's exactly right, and win. That's it. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. That's it. That is it. Just think about it, guys. They complain. They've got fined $250,000 for people flooding the court. wonder what the traffic jam was like after the game outdoors. It's probably a lot worse outdoors than it was in. Well, there were a lot well, of people. I don't know, that though. How many, how many Everybody left it for a long time Everybody after left that. at the same time? <laughs> yeah, maybe they did, yeah. Yeah, I kind of spread yeah, no, it out. There were, there were people that were hanging out for a while in Bud Walton. Hmm. Yeah, they finally have to just turn the lights out. So, okay, guys, gals, it's time to go home. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we got a family. We want to go see our family. It's been a great, great game. But uh, um, I asked this uh, indirectly the other day to, uh, what's the day, uh, to Mike Neighbors about how does this affect your program, the women's program? And, because they were out there for 45 minutes when they could have been at practice. And he said this, I mean, there's so many lessons that could be learned from that game. But he said the main thing that, you know, we took away was the resilience of Arkansas. Uh, the fact they jumped out, got the 12-point lead. Uh, you knew that Auburn was going to make a run. They was going to make a push. And uh, the fact the guys fought to the bitter end. And he said, plus the other fact, you just don't get that many times to sit there and soak in that kind of environment uh, that the game was played in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, from the fan perspective. You know, having a winning athletic program attracts students, uh, you know, everywhere student athletes regular students everything i mean one of the reasons that it was so appealing for me to go to arkansas uh is because of the way the basketball program was um and because you know football in 95 also had that had that first good year and you're like okay you know this could be a lot of fun going to these sporting events and all this stuff so yeah i think um you know students in all walks of life whether you're student athlete or a regular student 
having a winning sports program that, you know, builds excitement like that is just part of the college experience that a lot of people want to be a part of. So, yeah, I would think it impacts all sports. Yeah, we were going through earlier the NET for both men and women, and boy, Arkansas is in great shape, 31 25, I think, is the two. 31 for the men, 25 for the ladies. And, and there are other programs that's doing well in the SEC, both men's and women's uh, as well. But, um, um, all right, Rick, you and I talked about this. Uh, do we go ahead and, and jump into it? I guess, I guess there might as well. Did you see where out in California, Trey, there is a lawsuit – that has been filed stating that college athletes, the government should view, should view FBS, College Football Players Division I men's and women's basketball players as school employees. Have you hmm. seen that no, story? No, that's the first I've heard of it. No. Yeah, I think that uh, they don't know what they're doing. They really don't know what they're doing. Well, and did you say it's just basketball? Uh, this that I read from ESPN. Oh, okay. Right. Said like... college football player, FBS college football, yeah, football. players. Okay, right. Division one men's and women's basketball right. players. That's it. That's right. So who's, who's they, filed the lawsuit? It supposedly it's a group of players who have formed some kind of union. It may the be National ex, College maybe Players Association. Yeah, maybe ex-college players. I mean, I don't know anybody that belong, what schools that belong to it. They specifically sued USC because they're private and UCLA because they're public, so that they were suing, making sure that all schools in California had to comply. But I don't think they realize what they're doing because if they turn college athletes into employees, yes, they could make more money. The NIL is already doing that, but all of a sudden – at every dime they get, including their scholarship, is ta- is taxable. Every bit of it. They say, yeah. "Well, let me just pay them more." Okay, then you get taxed, and and there's there's a lot of ramifications to this. And Trey, one of the things I heard today that is startling, it's stark. If you make athletes employees, Title IX is no longer in effect because they're employees; they're not student yeah. athletes. Therefore, you can just basically wipe out about all but football, basketball, maybe women's basketball and baseball from every campus in the United States. Yeah. So that's, no, that's I mean, pretty stark. That, women's basketball isn't bringing in any money. I it's mean, not. It would but wipe out everything but keep football it. and basketball for most places. Yes, well, you're, you're right. It, it could be. So I don't think yeah. they understand what they're doing. I mean, we're, we're already doing. starting to ruin the whole thing. We might as well just yeah. keep on with it. Well, it's just be... completely ruined for everybody. Yeah. Well, that's one you got to believe is going to be in the Thanks, courts Ed for a O'Bannon. while. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. going to be in the courts for a while. I don't think, but but say four or five years from now, we could truly see the effects of this. Maybe sooner. Yeah. Well. So uh, enjoy enjoy that scene from last night. <laughs> yeah. But there have been attempt, hey, there have been attempts to to do things like this in the past that don't happen. So, you know, you, you can't want, obviously a lot of lawsuits never make it anywhere. So let's hope this one doesn't. Oh, this started yeah, through so. those that were trying to form the union. Yeah. 
and it evolved into this National College Players Association. And uh, it submitted its claims to the Los Angeles-based regional office of the National Labor Relations Board. And again, it's naming USC, UCLA, the Pac-12 Conference, and the NCAA as employers who are unfairly restricting the rights of their employees, which is college athletes. Mm-hmm. They're not I mean, restricting keep down this road and see where fans see what fans think of it, because I guarantee you this keep this path keeps going, and fans are going to lose interest, and they'll eventually, yeah. and then there won't be anything for anybody. Yeah, you know, it, you you always kind of think that, Trey. It's like I look at what's going on in baseball right now and uh, and think if they don't start the season on time, baseball's already probably number three at best of the professional sports. It used to be number one solidly. I don't know which is number two, NBA or baseball. But they don't understand the impact that can be on people who just say, well, you know, I wasn't that interested anyway. Now I'm not interested at all. Yeah. And the same thing can happen to any of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, look there at There are other things to do. What was what was it like in the '60s? I mean, boxing, baseball, and horse racing, right? Yeah, for the most part, the NFL was still growing. That's when they invented the Super Bowl, and the first Super Bowl wasn't sold out. And they didn't even call it yeah. the Super Bowl then. Yeah. So things can change and do change. Yeah. Huh. Let's talk with uh, BB. BB, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Good afternoon, men. Good, good afternoon. talk to you as always. Yes, sir. You too. That game was a barn burner, uh, pardon the pun, last night. Just absolutely awesome. I'm so proud of them. Uh, You know, as I said, I think that's the biggest game we've had since 95, the national championship game where those two O'Banion brothers finally did us in. Uh, That was big, big, big. And the the comparison would be, what was it, the uh, 99 uh, Tennessee game or the 98 Tennessee game where they came and uh, and pulled down the um, goalpost. Yeah, ninety nine. Right. Ninety nine. That was a big one. Yeah, yep. that was pretty close right there uh, to the pandemonium that that particular situation brought, and we have never had a number one except for what was North Carolina. And uh, I guess my question, basketball wise, is uh, how many more games we had to win till we punch our NCAA t- ticket? Well, we've got about 11 or 12 games left. Seven left. Um, seven, seven regular season left. Yeah. Seven regular season. Seven, seven more. And it's a, tough, it's a tough slate. I mean, they would have to totally collapse down the stretch, I think, at this yeah. point. Yeah, that's what I think. Another thing is, do we have any more uh, football guys coming in on the portal side and uh, mm-hmm. just kind of rank uh, the top for receivers? we got that number 84. And uh, was it Thompson and some other guys behind him? Just tell me how you'd rank them, and I'll I'll take the rest of it off the air. But I'm so proud of them. And uh, Randy, I I did not have a clue that uh, Ron had died. Uh, I know my buddy Ron uh, used to fly him, and uh, he was a real nice guy. So uh, I was very sad to hear that from you. I'll take it all off the air. Have a very nice evening. Bye-bye. Thank you, BB. Yeah, as for the portal, it's gone quiet right now. I mean, it's um, it'll pick up again after spring football. There'll be new players that enter their name in the portal, but right now it's um, it's the 
quiet period of, four, of the portal, I guess. I mean, there are still players out there, but I don't know that anybody uh, that Arkansas is highly interested in. They they have three more spots uh, to add players, so we'll we'll just follow that and see how things go out. And that doesn't just mean that they're done at three. It means um, you know they could always add guys and bring them in as unrecruited walk-ons, as it said, like Warren Thompson, who you just mentioned. They brought him in like that last year, um, and I think they had the full intent the whole time to put him on scholarship once he got on campus and then counted him ahead uh, to a future class. Uh, but speaking of Warren Thompson, uh, I think he has a chance to – I think he has a chance to really blow up next year. Uh, 19 catches for 304 yards and two touchdowns. I think that he can is absolutely capable of doubling that, maybe even better. You're also bringing in Jaden Hazelwood, uh, who was the former number one wide receiver prospect in the country in 2019, I believe. Uh, but he's coming back. Um, uh, he's actually enrolled already. So uh, those two guys, I think, have a chance to be your, your top two. And then I think maybe Isaiah Satania can be a guy that – that comes in making an impact. Keytron Jackson is another to watch. And then, um, you know, really a host of other guys, Samuel Bakke, Jaden Wilson, Bryce Stevens, Quincy McAdoo, the guys that are coming in. Quaylen Crawford, you know, did, thought we'd, he'd do a lot more than he did last year. So um, they got to spread it around a little bit to make up for Burks. Nice prospect list. All right, Trey, talk to you tomorrow. Bye, guys.